2: Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia. It is draft time. We are ready for the draft special. I'm your host, Paladino Joey, and with me once again is... Sebastian Ball. Welcome back. Good to be back. Absolutely. This is the draft show. We apologize. It's been a while. My schedule kind of sucks a little bit, (laughs) and sometimes I get disoriented and stuck in my other shows. But, uh, this is the big show, and, uh, Sebastian, yeah, you've, uh, you've, uh, relocated back to where? Minnesota,
1: home sweet home. Sebastian's back, ladies and gentlemen, he's back.
2: Yes, welcome back.
1: Yeah, thank you very much. I am excited mm-hmm. to be back, honestly. I got, uh, just home from the Twins game, mm-hmm. and it's nice to see all the people. I'm mean, like, there's only about a thousand people there, but everybody <laughs> here's My, mm-hmm.
2: Are they? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have an announcement for all of you out there, though. Purple Mafia now has a sponsorship. That's right. Tallgrass out of Manhattan, Kansas. Tallgrass Brewing out of Manhattan, Kansas has agreed to sponsor Purple Mafia, Tim Rules Explosion, Brave the Wild, and Showtime and T-Wolves. They are a, oh my God, they're a wonderful brewery. They provide to me a beer that I love, I swear by. Coolest can in the world. It is 8-bit pale ale. If you could see Pac-Man licking his chops, you have found 8-Bit Pale Ale, and I highly recommend it. It's, it's available locally at most liquor stores, so even though it's from Manhattan, Kansas, it pretty much covers most of the central time zone, you could say, of the United States of America. And it'll probably continue to bleed uh, east and west, all that good stuff. There's also other great beers they have. If you like IPA, it's a little more bitter than a Pale Ale, called Ethos. Now they've come out with their summer ale already, even though it's still snowy out, called Halcyon. That's a wheat ale. Very good stuff. Um, Recently had the (laughs) Velvet Rooster. That has got a high alcohol by volume, but a really nice, flavorful Belgian uh, triple. It's very, very good stuff. Do recommend that as well. It's a red can, and it is uh, something that sellers for a while. But yeah, do definitely check out those beers. Highly recommend it. You will enjoy them, oh so very much, and you'll be hearing lots and lots about tall grass on this show, and my other shows, for hopefully a very very long time. Sounds pretty good. Yes, it does. Yep. <laughs> yes, it does. Very excited about that. So, are we ready to wrap up? At least put a bow on free agency for the most part. Even though free agency never really dies, but yeah, at least for the time being, it's going to die down a little.
1: Well, that was definitely a little bit more of a disappointing bow than I thought was going to go on. Yeah, meaning uh, Jared Allen leaving? Oh, my goodness. Well, it's not just a point of leaving. It's a point of who he went to.
2: Yeah, it's a division rival. Uh, I don't hate them nearly as much as the Green Bay Packers, but it's still a division rival. (laughs) It is uh, the Chicago Bears, yes.
1: Hey, but at least we're not the Bears losing peppers to Green Bay. Yeah, that's the weird part. It's like... Musical
2: chairs here. What the hell?
1: So yeah, Julius
2: peppers. Mm-hmm. Where's the Dominicansu? Yeah, next thing, yeah, next thing you know, and Sue comes to Minnesota. Yes. No
1: thank. Behavioral issues.
2: Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> that's the other thing. Yeah, I mean I don't know. That guy's a bit. That guy's a bit off his rocker, and he's been off his rocker pretty much from the get go.
1: Yeah, that's nuts.
2: So yeah, Jared Allen to the Chicago Bears. It's gonna be. Uh, Let's just say it's going to be interesting. Um, Do appreciate his time here, though, without a doubt. It's hard to believe how quickly time flies. The very first show of Purple Mafia, the very, very first, episode number one of Purple Mafia announced, and no, it wasn't breaking news, but it was discussing the acquisition of one Jared Allen. So to think of how uh, quickly time has flown by. Wow. Isn't that crazy?
1: That, that is pretty nuts. I'm like, I know you've been doing the show a couple of years before I started listening, so that just shows how great of a spo- uh, host you've been throughout all this time, too.
2: I, I appreciate that. Yeah, um, it's yeah, it's been over six years already, January 2008. So, or excuse me, actually, it was April 2008, so literally six years right now, literally as we speak. So yeah, it's crazy. Happy birthday to Purple Mafia. Hey, watch it be the exact day. Wouldn't that be something? Yeah, I might as well give that a look-see here in a moment. But uh, the Vikings also signed former Eagles safety Kurt Coleman. Are you excited?
1: I'm honestly you know, loving who? what the Vikings are doing for their depth, though. No, I've heard yeah. of Kurt Coleman. Yeah. Uh, only because when you're playing Madden, you only hear of every depth guy known to
2: Yeah, that's the thing. You have to kind of be like one of those game, you know, like a video gamer with the sports. I mean, I was really like that with hockey a while ago. I love to play hockey games. <laughs> For me, yeah. that seem to be the most fun like sports video game for me is hockey for whatever reason it just is,
1: oh yeah, oh well, then too because it's, it's you know it's fast paced it's intense and
2: hmm keep the puck on that and and yes, in the background, I have uh, the wild hockey game they were winning four to two now it's going to overtime uh <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of ticked about that uh officially Purple Mafia had its first episode on april twenty fifth two thousand eight so basically it's happy birthday because <laughs> uh, it'll be the next show will definitely be after that with lawn cleanups coming in. So yeah, I mean, Kurt Coleman. Yeah. Hey, Hey, I mean, nice to have a safety on uh, new safety added. Really appreciate that. Definitely. The question will become later on. Will the Vikings take a safety early in the draft? We shall see.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, that's definitely a big question to be asked too. And uh, it's many questions. Mm -hmm. I think with the Vikings, we've got a big controversial spot, so that's something we'll touch on a little bit more later.
2: Mm -hmm. It's coming up, and basically right now, it's time to hit it. Draft, draft, and draft. Woot, woot. (laughs) Woot, woot. (laughs) The the tease is over. It is officially draft time to talk (laughs) regarding the Minnesota Vikings. And the million-dollar question: Does every that everybody wants to know? Do the Vikings take a quarterback in the first round or later with that eighth overall pick,
0: or it later is, oh. eighth overall pick
1: for right now? Supposedly,
2: yeah. That's the other thing they may trade up or
1: down. Who knows? It, it's scary to think we might trade up. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm all in favor of having an early pick, mm-hmm. but I feel like if we played good during down the stretch, which we did, but it wasn't enough to save Frazier's job, that. Mm-hmm the eighth pick, it should be fine at the highest of what we should go. Yeah. Because then we start um, looking at getting rid of players or other draft picks to keep moving up, and it's just not worth it for us.
2: Yeah, and ultimately, usually it is draft picks, and it's usually way too many, way too many. And it's like you hope if it's a trade-up, it's like to get back into the first round, per se, like for a Cordero Patterson last year or a uh, uh, Harrison Smith the year before, Wouldn't be surprised if it's a three-peat, actually, for a certain player I'm going to be getting highly into very soon. Or is it early second round? But, uh, yeah, that's that certain player that I teased to on the Facebook page for uh, those of you that were um, nice enough to check that page out during the last 24 hours or so. Uh, Might as well start with the guy that uh, gets the most attention. Doesn't necessarily mean he's the best one, but Johnny Manziel. Yeah, Johnny Manziel. Zimmer basically has basically said... He doesn't like him, basically, and that he's uh, not enough of a film guy, all that good stuff. Is it a smokescreen, or what's the deal?
1: I honestly, as a fan, Mm -hmm. I came out publicly and I said, hey, I'm a Johnny football fan. Mm -hmm. Just because I think, in a way, he's got that it factor for college.
3: Mm
1: -hmm, Does that that come into play in the NFL? I'm not 100% sure. There's not enough film to say yay or nay. Mm -hmm. There's not enough experts to say, okay, this is what he can and cannot do. But if we were to think about it, too, we all talk about Johnny's behavior. Mm -hmm. Famous Joe Namath was a partier and a man whore, if we all remember (laughs) correctly. (laughs) He lived almost the exact same life just 40 years ago or something like that. It was way past my time.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: And nobody complained. Because he can perform on the field. And I honestly think if you can perform on the field, it doesn't matter. I know Adrian Peterson's got, what, seven speeding tickets? And he's speeding past everybody on the field. Nobody's (laughs) complaining.
2: Mm -hmm. Good point. Very good point. (laughs) That's awesome. Very true. And he does have an it factor, without a doubt. He he reminds me. A bit of Brett Favre, the gunslinger, and I know it's like you don't want to compare this guy to that guy because everybody's different and all that good stuff. And it's too early to compare somebody to a Hall of Famer, but I'm saying more of the energy, the grit, the uh, "screw this, we're gonna we're gonna do it my way, we're gonna win" type of approach that Brett Favre had. Uh, definitely got some happy feet, that's for sure. I mean, he's he's always looking to run, but when he does run, he is damn fast.
1: Well, that too. I'm like, mm-hmm. I think it's very safe to say that he's a lot like Brett Favre, only to the sheer fact of he compares himself to Brett Favre. Yeah. If the player can make his own assumption that he's like a legend quarterback, plus Michael Vick, if he mm-hmm. combines both of his games and comes out publicly and says that, I don't mind him saying, "Okay, I'm like that guy," and I try to play like that guy because that's fair to say.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and it's nice to. It's nice to idolize a player like that and try to emulate them. I mean, Kobe Bryant emulated Michael Jordan. He's been fairly successful in the NBA. That's safe to say, regardless if we like him or not. But, uh, yeah, Johnny Menzel, definitely a gamer, without a doubt. That's that's what I come out of with Johnny Menzel, watching video on him, watching this, watching that. He's a gamer.
1: Oh, definitely a gamer. and I mm-hmm. think he's a lot like Tim Tebow to where – Tebow has that it factor, and I pray to God somebody picks up Tebow. Because if you do, you will have somebody who will be there every single day. And I don't know why he got released, and I'm just going to quickly get into this tangent and get back out of it. Mm -hmm. But somebody, please pick up (laughs) Tebow. He is a quarterback, and he can play. Sure, he doesn't have the greatest arm, but okay. Well, neither does a lot of freaking quarterbacks. Look at Ponder.
2: (laughs) God. Talk about lack of arm. I mean, Ponder has an arm. And, yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, and a lot of the quarterbacks I watched video on yesterday remind me of Ponder in terms of no special skills. And when there's no special skills, I'm done. I'm just done. You know, I I start to, my eyes start to fall asleep right to right watching the video on the guy this and that reading about him all that good stuff mostly watching video just to kind of get the get the vibe what he's all about this this player that player i saw a lot of that as i was uh, doing my extra homework last night and the next player lined up here was a guy who was looked on as the quintessential number 1 overall pick to the Houston Texans or if somebody else traded up and that was teddy bridgewater the water Ooh. under the bridge. Uh-oh. Did I say that? <laughs> yeah, at this
1: point, he really is water under the bridge.
2: Yeah. It's kind of a it's funny how the name shows up that way. Um what I like about him, I mean, he looks good in a West Coast style offense, but I mean, I, I'm not really seeing a whole lot of special skills out of the guy that would ver what would uh warrant a number 1 overall pick. Or, or an eighth overall pick. Knock, knock.
1: <laughs> well, I think the one thing with Bridgewater, too, is coming into the draft, or he still be before the draft, but coming into the offseason, everybody goes, Teddy Bridgewater, one way you describe him, most pro ready quarterback there is. Mm-hmm. That kind of slipped a little bit after his pro day, mm-hmm. but <laughs> I can honestly say if I played in pads 12 months out of the year, and then you told me to take off the pads and throw in front of 32 GMs, Boy. I might suck a little bit, too, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. And if, and if you looked at it, his final four or five games down the stretch, when there was pressure, he sucked horses blank.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, that's a huge thing. I mean, when somebody's not good under pressure, doesn't look good. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I, I can understand, obviously, being nervous in front of all those people, but at the same time, it should be your time to shine, you know, ultimately. When the pressure's on, you, you want to be the king. You want to be the man. And that's what certain players do, and a lot of players don't. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, it's funny, too, because there's too many factors here that bug me. Uh, he doesn't really have an arm. He has small hands, which talk about you talk about fumbling, and he has to wear gloves when it's, like, October or something. That kind of, that, that's a red flag. And oh, and by the way, as much as I don't really care about the whole mobility of a quarterback, well, he's not mobile either. So it's like you kinda of have all that together. It's like a lot added in one spot. So there was a yeah. while that I was intrigued by him, but now it's like not so much. Maybe oh. second round, but not so much in the you know, top top eight.
1: Well, definitely too, and I think that's something that even the Vikings are seeing when everyone says he was here for an extended period of time. No, he was here for a day that there was 42 other people scheduled for that mm-hmm. came to Minnesota. So it's not like he was really scheduled an extra day as much as less. He was going to be here no matter what. It's just his days of visiting lined up here, here, and here. Mm-hmm. And then the days that he was supposed to, no matter what, come here, were here. So I think people blow that a little bit up out of proportion, too. And they're like, oh, my God, we're going for Bridgewater. Well, um, no, mm-hmm. sorry.
2: Not necessarily, no. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just certain circumstances make things look different sometimes and send the wrong message. And yeah, that's just a uh, life in sports. That's for sure. Always some some type of random random news item that gets in the way. Are we ready to move on to another guy? That yeah, you know, because the mock drafts, it, it's like shuffling a deck of cards with these quarterbacks, these quote unquote top three quarterbacks in the draft. So the third one that. Some people believe that the Vikings are, like, in love with. That's a guy by the name of Blake Bortles. Talk has been that the Vikings will trade up to get him. Can you imagine that? Up to the number three pick? Um, And that he's the guy they want, and they will make a move to get him. Uh, He he is accurate. He has some good zip on the ball. He's kind of mobile when he needs to be, but it's a decent arm, not a great arm. And I, I... I I, I like him to an extent. I I like him more than Bridgewater. I like him more than this guy and that guy. But still, uh, is there really an it factor to this guy that makes me say he's the one? I'm not so sure. I mean, maybe he will be. Who knows? Maybe maybe the Vikings do take him and he shocks, well, not shocks, but he winds up being a fantastic player in this league. But I'm not so sure that, I'm not so sure he is that guy.
1: I think that's one of the big things, too, is it factor. You know, my dad always said when I was growing up that there was something about Brett Favre. He could throw three interceptions, three straight series. But you knew that once he took the field again, that he had this look to him, that he was going to rip the living hell out of you. And he would, because he had that it factor. Mm -hmm. And... He just, he lacks it. He really does. And I, I, I love to say this because I'm going to beat you to your own punch. He comes from a school you absolutely hate.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I i love it very much, don't I? Mm. It's just, it's a never ending.
4: Uh, yeah,
2: Central Florida. Exactly. See, it's like, <laughs> it's,
1: yeah, that school.
2: Um, and what's the reason we, why we hate Central Florida?
1: Well, a good reason is Josh <laughs> Robinson. Yeah. Mm. yeah I, I'm, just, <laughs> I, I'm personally happy we signed three cornerbacks that all happened to be almost on the same day as our last show, so mm-hmm. I ain't complaining anymore.
2: Yeah, it's, yeah, that's the good part. At least we have insurance at the cornerback position, without a doubt. Um, Central Florida, yeah. It just seems like we've had zero luck with players coming from there. and like Just like with the Timberwolves in the past, when every time they take a player from Syracuse, it wouldn't work out. Yeah, Central Florida, it's like,
1: uh, I don't know. Any time they take a player from America, it doesn't seem to work out. Oh, zing. <laughs> okay, look at this racket. Sorry
2: about that. Um,
1: that was a good sound effect. We got to get that on there more often. Yeah.
2: Breaking news as
1: it happens, right? Oh, that that was like a good zing one too. That was like perfect timing there.
2: <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, you know what that uh, okay. I'll all oh, the wild just lost. Yeah. Oh my god. They blew it. They blew it. I almost dropped an F bomb, pardon me. Um but pardon me, I'm very distracted now and I'm killing the show. I apologize everyone. <laughs> now it's like, do we move on to this next quarterback, this this next guy? He, he's a guy we talked about earlier. I believe you like him as well. Hell, um, he's a younger brother of another quarterback that's been in the NFL that did not work out. From David
1: yeah, I, Carr. We go
2: to Derek Carr. Sorry, go ahead.
1: I can't believe David Carr was taken first overall, that's and right. now this is what's happened.
2: That's right. Yep, David Carr was taken first overall. Now you have Derek Carr bouncing around from the top five, the middle first round, early second. Some mock some drafts have him going all the way up to Cleveland, number four. Think that's really? a bit
1: crazy? Yeah. Yep,
2: Walter I've football. Seen,
1: I've, mm-hmm. I've seen one that's taken him in the fourth round. Holy, fourth? Fourth round because they said he was overrated.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't even know what to make about him, really, to be honest with you. Um we talk about how experienced he is, strong arm, all that good stuff, good decision making, field vision, all that good stuff. But ultimately, yeah, I mean, anxiety issues, small hands, not a running threat. I don't really care about the mobility too much, but yeah, I mean, he didn't have a very good lack of, uh, he didn't have a very good level of competition. And what you also like about him, this is this is my favorite type of thing right here. When you think about it, he can get flustered by a pass rush.
1: That's... Well, I mean, like, so would I, but I'm not getting paid $8 million to sit in the co- sit in the pocket of a quarterback. But, you know, I mean, uh, I was doing some more research on Derek Carr. Yeah. And after I had previously said I kind of fell in love with him for a little bit, mm-hmm. I took another step back and I said, okay, who is this guy? Because I mm-hmm. honestly wanted to put him in my mock drafts, and I think my very early one I did. Mm-hmm. And I was watching a whole bunch of video, and, I saw 80% of his passes were within five yards. Mm. And yeah, that he, was immediately a red flag. Yeah. That and sounds then, like
2: Teddy Bridgewater, pardon me, but yeah, that's very good. It
1: really good. Oh, and mm-hmm. it's one of those things to, okay, yes, we've got Greg Jennings. He loves to catch the ball within five yards. Love does that. he always yep. want to do it? No. No. Cordero Patterson, we got him to burn and run. Mm-hmm. let him burn and run please jarius right that's the only thing he does because i'm like granted i know you love him and that's the only opportunity we ever give him and mm-hmm. granted we don't have a quarterback that can throw it freaking 80 yards down the field which would be really nice because we had dante culpepper that guy would be amazing at this point
2: <laughs> but uh, i love jarius Wright. yeah i mean yeah you brought him up yeah i i love him you know and He'd probably work with Derek Carr to an extent, but then again, actually, Jarius Wright seems better, like, more in stride, doesn't he, than, like, any type of screen pass and stuff like that.
1: He's actually really good at going in stride, turning around and falling down and making a catch. I'm like,
2: who is this
1: guy when I saw that? That was a great play. I can't even do that, and I'm six foot even.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm a big, giant Jarius Wright fan. I don't think he's going to be a star in the league or anything, but... He's a guy I want on this roster and uh, I want him getting passes thrown to. Uh, Derek Carr's numbers, obviously when you think of lack of competition and you see touchdowns, or excuse me, you see numbers like this. Yeah, touchdowns is definitely a key number. 50 touchdowns, eight interceptions, 5,082 yards. Yeah, it's a definitely a competition type of thing cuz if he was anything like this at any big college, he'd be the biggest number 1 pick ever. Uh Yeah, I mean I don't even know how he threw 50 touchdowns, but, but he did. I don't. I really don't know, other than it's a competition thing.
1: Well, I think, too, I think it was just rising up to the occasion. I think yeah. oh, it's just a giant smokescreen at this point. Do I think he's got value? Yes. Do yeah. I think the team should draft him within this second to third round? Sure, go right ahead. You're not taking too much of a chance there, except for getting a depth guy that you can process in defense for a few years. Mm-hmm. But there you're doing it at quarterback, and you're getting him into a system. And if you fit him in the right place, then definitely, sure, to work. But at that same time, you yeah. also have that should I, can I, would I do something like that, where it's kind of like, that's the thing with the draft. It's just one big toss-up.
2: Yeah, I mean, and, and ultimately, yeah. I mean, is he NFL ready? I would say not really. You know what I mean? Like, He's the kind of guy you have to bring in, obviously, and groom for a, for a while before he can really be full-blown NFL-ready to be like a full-time starter anywhere. Oh, dare I say full-time starter. That's kind of like talking goofy there. But <laughs> um, okay. but you know what I mean. He, I don't think he's really quite ready for it yet, to be honest. Though, obviously, it's, it's, it's in the blood, kind of. <laughs> oh, I... <laughs> Dare I say that? that was did, you,
1: did you just put starter and car in the same blood type sentence there? No, I'm just
2: teasing.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if his brother as a starter too long. No, no. And it's
2: funny, too, how in, like in a very super brief side note, when a franchise is starting, they get this number one overall pick. They pick a quarterback, and both times it failed with Cleveland and Houston so far with Tim Couch and David Carr. And I kept calling Derek Carr David Carr in the past, which is kind of silly. But – Shall we move on from Derek Carr? Ah, mm. uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a guy that uh, you talk about. It factor. I watch videos on these other players, and it's just I'm just sitting there saying, okay, he's good at this, and he's good at that, including Aaron Murray, who I do like a lot. Obviously, yeah. I mean, and you, you know. We're talking about him with me last night. I do like Aaron Murray a lot as well. But a lot of these quarterbacks, it seems like when they make the big play, in a lot of ways, it seems like it was during horrible defensive breakdowns. You know what I mean? What I'm getting at here? A lot of these plays, sure, it's a good play and everything, and good on them for making it, but horrible defensive breakdowns are taking place while these great plays were made. But then you have a guy who with through his passing skills his it factor his ability to beat defenses creates creates defensive breakdowns or makes makes <laughs> plays out of what's available makes plays out of his passing skills timing the ball putting the ball in the right spot Re- regardless if it's going deep underneath up the middle <laughs> in the corner of the end zone whatever it is there is a quarterback in this draft that I do believe and a lot of people in the local media would tell you that there isn't really a quarterback in this draft that is a that is something that could be special in this league there really isn't anybody here like maybe they will be maybe they won't type of thing it's just a bunch of maybes but I do believe there is a quarterback in this in this draft if there is going to be a star to come out, I believe it is LSU's Zach Mettenberger.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. And when you say it factor, I honestly would recommend any listener to pause the show, bring up YouTube, yes, and just watch the highlight film. Just mm-hmm. put in Zach Mettenberger, LSU, QB highlights. Just watch one of those, please. Because you'll see a guy who is facing the top of the top college defenses. Yeah. To remind you?
2: Yes, that's the thing.
1: Yeah, and he grabs into their heart like in Dumb and Dumber and rips it out, and then steps on it and beats them with a doggy bag. Yes, that's what he does. He literally does that to him, and it's this underneath type of route that goes right through the linebackers, mm. right in between everybody, and he had good wide receivers. We've got good wide receivers for, I cannot believe we're actually saying this a year from what we did last year. (laughs) Yeah, really. But we've got good receivers. Jarius Wright, I will disagree with Joey here, and I think (laughs) he's got more potential. I think he is going to be a damn good wide receiver once we can get the right quarterback with him. Cool. And yeah, (laughs)
2: I'll let you
1: continue. Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. I think, that he can honestly make anybody good. When they always say you're as good as your wide receivers, no, 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 no. You're yes. as good as your quarterback. Yes. If your quarterback can get you the ball like Mettenberger can get you the ball, then you will excel. As long as you don't drop the ball, <laughs> Troy Williamson, yeah. 50 yards out of the field, you'll do just fine. Mettenberger can put the ball on the spot 60 yards down the field and still let you keep running with it. Yeah. Even though we like Jarius, right, because he can fall over and catch it backwards. But we don't need that, Mm -hmm. you know. And sure, yes, those five-yard dump-down passes are beautiful to watch. Thank you, Percy Harvin, for showing that to the Minnesota Vikings. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: But we've got, you know, guys like Cordell Patterson who can catch those and go long. And we've got guys like Jennings and Wright. And Personally, I'm not going to spill my beans, but I kind of do hope Mm -hmm. we go for a wide receiver in the third or fourth round because... Yeah. honestly, personally, I think the draft has such a depth at uh, wide receiver this year. That's just me.
2: Mm-hmm. And that's definitely something we can look into shortly here. Um, but yeah, Zach Menberger. it's all about, see like I was saying earlier, horrible defensive breakdowns are taking place. Quarterbacks took advantage of it. Good on them. But when you're able to beat the defense, regardless if there's a breakdown or if there, I mean, there were three defenders on the guy wide receiver I don't you know I don't know the name it doesn't matter because right now because it's the quarterback we're talking about three defensive backs behind the guy Zach Mettenberger puts it on the numbers down below where regardless if the player drops the ball it's on the ground not in the defender's hands the ball was put exactly where it needed to be and it was a touchdown pass I mean there's several plays like this along the way and as you said obviously you know you, you have the arm strength as well. <laughs> Where he could, you know, you could still catch it and keep going in stride after it was a 16 or 6D, 6D yard completion. Uh, Obviously, we know about the ACL, and it took place at the end of November, early December. He didn't have surgery until early January, I believe the 6th, because he wanted to let the MCL heal, which is kind of an interesting way to approach things. Didn't have surgery for over a month. Uh, believes that uh, he was told that the MCL would heal or would be stronger if it was allowed to heal naturally without surgery. So that's basically what took place there. Let the MCL heal. Now the ACL is, uh, well, was surgically repaired. It is on demand as we speak. Um, And that's why Zach Mettenberger is not a potential top 10 pick. I, I think he could be. And if he never got hurt, I would pretty much... I can hear some people laughing out there. I would hope you're not. (laughs) But if, if, uh, Jack never had an ACL injury, picking him number eight overall to me would be a no brainer. To be
4: honest.
1: Definitely. I mean, he's, I watched, um, interview with him on, I believe it was either ESPN or NFL network. And he was talking about, he's not RG three. he, That's why he says he's 100% because all he's got to do is stand there.
2: Yeah, he's not mobile. Yeah, okay, you're going to take
1: a couple hits Mm -hmm. to the legs, but he's not going to run a 440, 85 yards down the field. That's just not him. Mm -hmm. And, yes, that is where I see one of his weaknesses Mm -hmm. is he does not avoid the pressure and – We need to get Norv Turner with him so he learns how to step up in the pocket, avoid the pass rush. Mm -hmm. He does struggle with that. I watched a little bit of game film to where he was having trouble. Mm -hmm. But at that same point, it's Norv freaking Turner as an offensive coordinator, not the head coach. We got this. Just get a decent quarterback like Mettenberger or Murray, and we should be fine. Mm
2: -hmm. And, yeah, Aaron Murray is is another one indeed. that I think he is uh... (laughs) – He's probably my, well, I'll call him my third choice behind Johnny Menzel, I guess, at this point. Menberger one, Menzel two. Murray a strong three, though, like right there. Very good player. Very good. Uh, a lot of the it factor as well. Uh, I did see more defensive breakdowns on his big plays than Menberger, but still a guy that if somebody jumps up and takes Menberger and we're screwed, we can't get him. And Murray's still there. I mean, uh, hey early second round pick would, I mean, I would be like, okay, sure.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, like, that's one of the great things, too, is Murray has that it factor along with him. Just Mm -hmm. he's more of a mobile quarterback and is a little bit more of a risk at that same point because he does run a big uh, speedy time down the field and he got injured while running, so that's something that you want to make sure he's okay with and he was going to take a little bit longer of a process to read. Fully recover, mm-hmm. which is okay with me. And like, you want to sit out, you know, some of the camp and not play in the preseason. Okay, I'll give you a season. I'll let you sit. That's no problem. Mm-hmm. But you better come back next year.
2: Yeah, we we would hope so. Greg Childs. <laughs> Greg Childs. Yes, poor Greg Childs. Okay. That guy. That really was a shame. And yes, yeah. um, Murray. Obviously, another uh, another ACL quarterback. So there are two. It's Menberger and Murray. So. Unfortunately, both of them had ACLs, and that's uh, obviously hurt their draft position quite a bit. It would, uh, I would think, that they, these guys would be in the top three instead of like the the Bridgewater's of the world right now. Wouldn't be surprised. Crazy as this may sound, the way Bridgewater's stock is dropping, and well, I mean, what, what the vid, I mean, from what the film I've watched on Bridgewater, I I don't I just don't see enough for me to really. Be too excited about him, and obviously, this all the other stuff, like I mentioned small hands, fumble, all that crap. And another guy that likes to fumble the ball is Jimmy Garoppolo as well. <laughs> uh, he has a nice fade, fade, pa- uh, fade pass, but that's about it. I mean,
1: mm. yeah, I'm not a big Garoppolo fan, and I expressed that very clearly on the Facebook yeah. page, and yep. I know we're not very. Uh, huge on swearing on the show. Yeah, look at it. Except, ex- except for if you wanted to go back and listen to some of Joey's old shows, which I do recommend. Those are the ones I fell in love with. He did get a little bit more explicit than say sorry about it a little bit later. But a uh, little side note there. Yeah. But uh, no, it, I love those shows. But um, <laughs> no, I, I uh, dropped the F-bomb in that comment. And I'm sorry for people who might have got offended. Yeah. But... I feel very expressively against Garoppolo. I see all these things, and they're saying he should be within uh, Manziel and whatchamacallin' Bridgewater. And I'm just like, well, okay. You want to be within that elite, quote-unquote elite three. Mm-hmm. What do you bring to the table? And they're like, well, he's got this, this, and this. I'm like, pattern. that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, d- does he have the if fact? And they're like, no. well, uh... I'm like, no, sorry.
2: Yeah, I'm not much going on in the special skills department in my mind, and yeah, he came from a he's coming from a small school, uh, a lot like Derek Carr. Um, just not much to him that I really like. I mean, uh, he's another small hands fumbler type of guy too. Which it's like you don't want to get mad at a guy for having small hands, but at the same time, a lot of the best quarterbacks did not have small hands. Uh, Brett Favre has hands the size of. You know, catcher's makes I mean, for crying out loud, you know,
1: so it helps to have big hands. It, it, it really does. Oh, definitely, too. And, I'm like, I know I watched a special on Brett Favre's hands at one point, and yeah. they're saying of how he grips the football and I actually started to mirror how he grips the football. And I got average sized hands for a six foot person.
3: Mm-hmm. The
1: way he grips the ball and the velocity he gets on it, it makes a difference. And mm-hmm. they talk about, Well, if you look at Wilson, his hands aren't exceptionally big, and Mm -hmm. he's got decent zip to the ball. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, yeah, he's got decent zip to the ball. And believe you and me, Wilson's run into his problems in the couple seasons he's been in the league. And, like, yes, he just brought his team to the Super Bowl, but a quarterback can't stay elite like that forever. His problems are going to show through, and people are going to see – if you remember right, in the NFC Championship game, he was barely holding on to the ball while running backwards in the pocket. Yeah. Literally backwards.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm sitting there laughing. And But if you want to look at a quarterback with big hands, yeah, you got Brett Favre. Well, let's use his arch rival, Colin Kaepernick. Huge walrus hands. Mm-hmm. Throws a 95 mile per hour football. Mm-hmm. Ow. Mm hmm. And they compare that to Brett Favre, and I think that's a dang fair comparison because whenever they said Brett Favre threw it at Lambeau Field in the middle of winter, he had the same exact grip on the ball because he had big hands.
2: Yeah, it didn't hurt him at all. I mean, it's, he's good in uh, weather. Hmm. At least played, Favre, Favre used to be good in
1: weather. Pardon me. <laughs> well, I think he was yeah, good in weather is just <laughs> the planet it, and then when he did, uh. Uh, to be fair, he played in a stadium that did not have heat, insulated turf under it, and yes, I'm like, and he took a vicious hit by a bear, which may that's I say, we did sign. Yeah, that's the funny part, we did.
2: Mm-mm. It never ends, does it? Just all these weird connections, we signed the guy that was on the high-low from the Saints, too. Obviously, he's yeah. he's gone now because he did nothing
1: here, he was terrible, but yeah. he did less than nothing, he did like diddly squat, and I can't even put in the
2: diddly. Yeah, he did so little that I barely, I don't even remember his name right now, and it obviously That's it's like Remy such a knife Adele. factor. Huh? It's Remy Adel. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yep, Remy Adele. Oh. Yeah, Mr. Low himself. Um, but yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo, I mean, he's better than some of the quarterbacks in this draft. Sure, uh, obviously somebody's going to look at him, and they're going to give him a chance and all that good stuff, but... Uh, I personally think he's a backup quarterback in this league. Another guy that I think uh, he's not a starter. He's just not a starter at all. And some of these draft magazines and uh, websites and all that good stuff, they have A.J. McCarron ranked ahead of Zach Mettenberger.
1: That's That's crazy, isn't it? That's because he went to a uh, school where they won championships, though. That's the difference. Hmm? But even then they're saying he's not a winning quarterback.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Well, and for me, I, I saw nothing—no special skills at all. I mean, just nothing. Just kind of a, like a ponder. Not really any type of arm. Not much gamesmanship. Just nothing really. No wow factor whatsoever out of AJ McCarron, at least from from my point of view.
1: Yeah, I'm. Mean, I've I've uh, known about AJ McCarron for a little while, obviously,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: yeah, I I never really followed college sports and i'm not quite sure why i'm so big into the nfl draft this year but i am probably because we do have the number eight spot and yeah i don't know i'm just a huge vikings fan (laughs) but i honestly think that you know i don't know it aj mccarron's just not that good of a player and i've watched the film and i've done uh i've put you know, I've seen people put the videos together, of McCarron and Mettenberger, because they're good quarterbacks for good schools. Mm-hmm. Uh, trust me, I was doing the little finger, quote unquote, thing there. The, Mettenberger blows him out of the water. Yeah, I just don't see why they're saying he's better. I, I don't. I it's don't. Weird,
2: dude. You know?
1: it, 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 it floors me.
2: Yeah, I, I think Mettenberger is light years ahead of. You know Jimmy Garoppolo, AJ McCarran, even Derek, even Derek Carr, who's got a better arm than uh, Garoppolo and McCarran, from what I, at least from what I personally know, I'm not, you know, I'm not the college expert of the world, but I do my homework when it's time to do the draft show. I would like to be ready for it, and do the best I can. Obviously, because I'm here to be a, obviously this is a Vikings show. We're looking to see which player helps the team best and. Yes, we talk a lot about quarterbacks on this show because we need a quarterback of the future. And should the Vikings take a quarterback in this draft, we hope that it's the right one. And it looks like both of us have come to a very strong uh, conclusion that it is Mr. Zach Mettenberger. It sure appears that way. i That's the thing. Now the question becomes, who do the Vikings actually take at 8? Because it probably won't be Mettenberger at that spot. Yeah I'm I think it's 100% chances it's a defensive player will it be the corner will it be a cornerback will it be a safety will it be a linebacker who who knows who's going to slip who's going who's going to be there who's who who truly is the best available and who will be the right guy we indeed shall see will it be haha Clinton Dix I know he's a guy that you like
1: Oh Clinton Dix is a solid player and I I'll say more about him in just a second once we get into my little mm-hmm. mock draft segment. Yeah, I think he's a player that I could honestly see impacting for everlasting time. Just, and I think we could anybody really, not just we, but anybody who gets him could put him into a starting role immediately, mm-hmm. because he's got the football knowledge, he's got the awareness, and he's got the I shouldn't say he's got the speed, but because you really don't need it at safety, but you need it at safety. And like, if you can play the position and nowhere to be kind of like Harrison Smith, you don't need the speed because he can hit the guy. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: But at the same time, I have to redact that statement because it's like an oxymoron. (laughs) Jamarcus Sanford can really hit the guy, but he's horrible, absolutely (laughs) horrible at covering the pass.
2: Yeah, he's he's just he's just good at hitting a guy, maybe knocking the ball loose, but overall coverage, yeah, it's just not there. I I hear you.
1: Put him at linebacker. Don't <gasps> got anything else. Yeah, that's about it, isn't it?
2: Mm mm mm. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's gonna be a it's gonna be interesting to see who they take. Anthony Barr could be an option. Who knows? Uh, he's kind of like a. He's kind of like a uh, three-four type of guy. He could be linebacker or defensive end. Okay. It gets real interesting in that situation. Uh, almost no chance Khalil Mack will be there. Zero chance Clowney will be there. I mean, there, there's just no way. Because
1: you'd be surprised of some of the mock drafts I've seen.
2: That would be interesting. Yeah, I mean, I suppose you never do know somebody might get infatuated with uh, Johnny Manziel. You never know. He might go first. Who knows? I mean, in this, anything could happen.
1: Well, I think one of the things you have to look at is, okay, Texans take number one pick, Mm -hmm. and the big question is QB Clowney.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: And you think, okay, Clowney is scary as hell. I would literally piss myself before I step in under the center if I see J.J. Watt to my right and Clowney to my left. Mm -hmm. I would fecal matter my own pants as a quarterback. But that's just me. <laughs> yeah, I think I, would... any, I, I honestly think any quarterback would really be scared. That's one thing you have to think about. But you have to look at okay, we pass up on Clowney. Let's say you were the GM of the Houston Texans and you went for a quarterback because you need a quarterback. No doubt, you just got rid of Shab. TJ Yates might be the guy, might not be the guy. Kind of like a Matt Flynn situation mm-hmm. a couple years ago. All right, so let's say you took uh, the quarterback. It comes to the Rams. Rams really don't need that right now. They don't need the distraction off the field. They don't need uh, That's essentially not where their need is. They're going to probably go offensive tackle. That's pretty unanimous. That's where they've gone in the past. Mm-hmm. And that's where they really could use the help is on the line because they have Bradford on one of those big rookie contracts which they used to give out. Thank yep. God they don't anymore. Yep. And they can't get rid of him or else it costs ample amount of money. So, you know, that's one of the things, too. And then we go down to Jacksonville. They yeah. don't have a need for him. You go down to Cleveland, they do, but they don't. And I honestly think he really wouldn't want to go there. And
2: Cleveland, yeah.
1: I, I honestly think Cleveland has a uh, – they just got rid of Whedon. So, yeah. you know, they kind of got a QB issue over there, too. Mm-hmm. Oakland, they got a uh, QB wide receiver issue, and they really just revamped their defense. They don't need them.
4: Uh-huh.
1: Atlanta. He, loved, he would love to go to Atlanta. That's tr- dropping all the way down to the seventh pick already. He goes from one to seven, just like that, just because awesome. of a team. It's, it's possible, but it's a very realistic thing, and once we look at that, it's a team need type of thing. That's why QBs are so high right now, is because it's such a team need thing.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
2: It is. I mean, throughout the league, we've got Cleveland, Jacksonville, all these teams that need a quarterback. Obviously Atlanta does not. Um, So really, you mentioned a mock draft. Might as well jump into it now.
1: Did you want me to go into my mock draft special there?
2: Yeah, yep.
1: Awesome. Yeah,
2: yeah, this would be the time to do it. Yep,
1: go for it. All right, so for my uh, mock draft, this will probably be my last one before everything. I've done every piece of analysis I can. I've watched every video. And this is about 10, 11 picks. And I know we've got a couple other NFC North team listeners, like the creator of the show. All right, so we got the Texans going with Jadavion Clowney, left end outside linebacker.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Number two, St. Louis Rams, Jake Matthews, tackle.
3: Mm-hmm. Jacksonville
1: Jaguars, Johnny Manziel, quarterback. Mm-hmm. He has spent ample amount of time and spent ample amount of time. Uh, yes, I said that twice. With the Cleveland organization, he's, I can say it again, spent ample amount of time. Huh. He is going there. Trust me, I promise you, he ain't slipping to eight. Cleveland Browns take a quarterback that seems to be pretty reliable, and it is the graveyard for quarterbacks, so you might as well put him there because huh. I can't stand his school. Quarterback, portals Mm-hmm. Oakland Raiders, I have said this since the last show, take wide receiver Watkins. Yep. <laughs> yep. The Atlanta Falcons take outside land biker Khalil Mack. May I remind you, we have not seen Anthony Barr come off the board. Why? Because he doesn't show the ability to cut the edge, turn the corner, and come off the QB. If he doesn't break inside and get to the quarterback or have an outside release, he gives up. Mind you, he will slip and fall, and I don't even have him on my board because that is one of his biggest issues.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And mind you, we are at the number eight Minnesota Vikings pick. They trade down to the New York Jets, who takes Mike Evans. They just got a new quarterback, and Michael Vick running back as in, CJ2K. If you mm. add on Evans along with Eric Decker, you will have a playoff roster at the offensive side of the ball. If you take uh, Mike Evans there, you also add on depth and room to grow, as in they absolutely had no quarterbacks last year. Sorry, Geno Smith. It's not your fault. (laughs) Buffalo Bills take middle linebacker C.J. Mosley, and I know a lot of mock drafts Mm. have going all the way down to Green Bay. I'm sorry. He's got too much potential. You don't let that go. And yes, Donald Trump will buy the bills and keep them in New York. Sad face. Sorry, L.A. Detroit Lions will stay at home and take Darquise Denard, cornerback. You're thinking, okay, Vikings traded down. They're going to get the first overall pick from the New York Jets. I say we take ha-ha Clinton Dix to replace Jamarcus Sanford, we get a second-round pick out of that, a late second round. We take quarterback LSU Mettenberger. Third-round pick, we take up Van Noy. Because I know we've got two third-round picks.
3: Mm -hmm. Just
1: wanted to get that out of the way there. And and then I think we add on either another corner or safety or somewhere around there just so we can add in more depth I honestly think we should draft two quarterbacks. One, you know, kind of early, like second, third round, as in Mattenberger. I think we second, have to. Re- yeah. I think we have to reach on them. I really do. I think we absolutely need to reach on them. Not in the first round.
2: Yeah, not in the first. Yeah, like. Um- Unless it's like the last pick in the first round. (laughs) But then again, you know, that's kind of obviously another risk you take going trading up into the first round. That would be kind of silly to pick the last pick. But um, possibly trading up earlier in the second round could be where you may have to reach. Um, Yeah, some people had Menberger going all the way down to the fourth round. I've not taken the chance there. I think Menberger does not get past the second round. And I think the (laughs) Vikings have to take him if they if they want him, and I would hope to God they do. I really hope to God they do. I am not interested in taking a wide receiver in the first round. A, a lot of people have the uh, would like the Vikings to take Watkins or Evans. No, wide receiver, I mean, it's just not the time to take a wide receiver. You know, there's just there's a billion needs on defense, and obviously, huh, well, there is a need a quarterback, and it doesn't mean we have to take him with the eighth pick, but just saying... There is a need of quarterback, so I'm not really looking at wide receiver right now. <laughs> That's for sure.
1: I think one of the things, too, we have to look at is player happiness. Yeah. And trust me, that goes a long way. I'm sorry, this is not Madden.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, where you can just player take happiness. whoever, yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Player yep. happiness is a huge key. We have a veteran like Greg Jennings. Yep. He came in, yes, to be a mentor. We do have young wide receivers. Trust me, he's taking Cordero Patterson under his wing, and if you say otherwise, then I'm going to kick you to the curb, bash your head in, and then laugh. Huh. But, no, we've got Jarius Wright. We've got uh, Cordero Patterson. We've got other wide receivers to fulfill that. And, yes, we can draft a fourth-round, fifth-round wide receiver. That is no problem. That is absolute depth only.
2: Yeah. You take a guy for a job, maybe special teams, all that good stuff. Um, nothing wrong with him in a number four receiver per se. I'm not, definitely not, uh, I'm, I'm not a big Jerome Simpson fan, even though he's had his moments. He's just, he's, he's got Cadre Ishmael syndom, syndrome to me, but that's obviously another story for another day because it's a, uh, yeah, it's just, it's not the time to talk about Jerome too much. He, he uh, did step up though. Yeah, he, he had his good, uh, he did have his good moments, so I, I can't bash on him too much. Just as long as he doesn't take playing time away from Cordell Patterson anymore, I suppose. That might oh be my. one of my bitternesses that I can't let go of. Uh, oh, coach, coach, coach. Coach Childress, coach, okay, I, I, not Childress. Coach, yeah, it might as well be. That would be the uh, offensive coordinator, Bill Musgrave. But, uh, yeah, enough of the grave digger. Um, Boy, I mean, it's like, with a draft like this, you can kind of rehash, go over this, go over that, go over this, go over that. Bottom line, I want the Vikings to take Mettenberger, and another bottom line, it's pretty much a 100% chance the Vikings would take a defensive player at 8, or maybe a slight trade down to 10, 15, 20, whatever it is. It'll be a defensive player, and then Mr. Zach Mettenberger, second bleeping round, pray to God we don't lose him. (laughs) Pray to God, or... Aaron Murray, we'll see.
1: i also for either one. And I think uh, it's fair to say I did say I was going to talk a tiny bit Patriots on here, and I know you said that you're a big Boston fan. I actually do have uh, the Patriots taking Ebron, Ebron tight end just because of their insufficiency at that position, and they have become quite a tight end-based team. And I think Tom Brady needs the wide receiver support around him at that such a thing to where they can also run with a tight end or not with a tight end, but help block with a tight end. Duh. Yeah. You're going to throw a tight end at tight end and around totally.
3: Mm.
1: Mm-hmm. I'd like to kind of see one of those. That'd be kind of interesting. Let's get Kyle Rudolph out there. Hmm. No, I actually came up with a little, uh, QB where they're going to land up or land type of situation. Do you want to hear that? Uh, Sure. I had, uh, obviously, Manziel at Jacksonville, Cleveland. Yep. Mm-hmm. I had going or uh, taking Bortles.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Guess where I have uh, Bridgewater landing? Where's that? Denver.
3: Hmm. Denver.
1: Guess, yeah, I, it, it seems perfect to me. Manning's got one, maybe two years left.
2: Yeah.
1: Bridgewater needs that time to sit under a good quarterback now. Mm-hmm. Guess NFL already totaled my ass.
2: Sorry. Yeah, he's, not, he's not. Even though he played in a pro-style offense in Louisville, still, you know. Still.
1: Yeah. I think it shows. I'm mean, like, look at Aaron Rodgers. He sat under Brett Favre for four years yeah. and learned. How good is he now? He's great. When he's you not there, mm-hmm. the Packers sucked anal bloppity-bloopity-blop. Mm-hmm. But it just shows. I think Bridgewater lands there. He runs a similar style of offense, or he can, to Peyton Manning. He can definitely learn from Peyton Manning, if at anything.
4: Mm -hmm.
1: I had A.J. McCarron going to Houston in the Mm -hmm. second round. Mm -hmm. I had Garoppolo, (laughs) as you know. Yes, I know I said McCarron was going to go to Dallas, but... Did see the gaping hole in Houston, and it I had to think about it for a little bit longer. And I know Dallas just got Whedon, so it kind of would be like an oxymoron to grab him now. That's mm-hmm. want to do a training camp battle. But uh, I had Garoppolo going to San Diego because Garoppolo and San Diego for some reason just go together for me.
3: Mm.
1: I had uh, Mettenberger coming here. Guess where I had Aaron Murray landing. Mm, where's that? I had him going to New England.
2: Ooh, yeah, that's a good place for him. Oh yeah. That is a very good place for him.
1: I think that's one of the biggest things too is uh, you,
2: you don't know need Ryan Mallet, no
1: <laughs> Yeah the, really don't mm. the veteran uh experience type of thing. I think Mallet's I think he sat under mama's wing for a little bit too long. Now it's time to get out and fly a little birdie. Mm hmm. I think he'll be good in the NFL,
2: Ryan Mellett? Yeah. yeah, it's possible. Yeah, and maybe he'll get traded or something if they bring in Murray. So we'll see. It's all a matter of time where things go here. We we are running a little bit long on the on this, but it's okay. We'll try to try to keep things sane here. So um, really, nothing more to summarize on the uh, on what the Vikings are going to do. I think you guys get the point, point. <laughs> and we you also get the point at what we would like to see. When it comes to the quarterback position with the Minnesota Vikings, we made that very, 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 very clear. So with that, we should take a break. If, if there's nothing else you want to add? No. Nope. Okay, so it is time to take the break. We are going to start the next segment, which obviously is the fan interaction. We will start it off with a call from longtime listener, first-time caller, very loyal listener from Iowa, No, it's not Mark Carlson, but it is Dave Hickey. There are uh, obviously two very long-time loyal guys from Iowa, Mark Carlson and Dave Hickey. And Dave Hickey, welcome to Purple Mafia. (laughs) The floor is yours right after this.
0: shop on Amazon. Did you know that you can support this podcast just by doing your normal shopping on Amazon? It's really easy to do. Just go to thesportstuff.com and click on one of the many Amazon pictures. Do your normal shopping and Amazon sees that we referred you and they give us a percentage. We'd like to thank you in advance for supporting thesportsstuff.com, and please use our Amazon link. Now enjoy the rest of the show.
2: too busy to sit in front of a computer simply download purple mafia on itunes for apple devices for android download the double twist app and for windows and blackberry phones simply find us in the store and now back to paladino joey Contact us and support Purple Mafia by liking us on Facebook and following us on Twitter. Don't forget to call into our phone lines at 209-736-7877. That's 209-736-7877.
0: This message goes out to Joey Awajan and his faithful followers of the Purple Mafia show. I'm Dave Hickey, a first-time caller. A special shout-out to Sebastian, who talked me into calling in and Mark Carlson, whom I've had lots of Viking discussions on Facebook. I've wrote into Vikings.com, NFL.com, and the NFL Network and never had any of my posts read. Well, you, Joey, read my first one and ever since. So I want to thank you for having the decency to respond to my posts. That's so cool. About the Vikings, I'm super excited about this coaching staff. The head coach, Mike Zimmer, and Norb Turner. I I don't know a lot about the defensive coordinator, but I'm sure a smart defensive mind like Zimmer isn't going to hire no bum like our old coach did. I like Leslie Frazier, but I think he was too soft-spoken and a yes-sir man. But he hired some idiots to run the offense and defense. Mike Zimmer is no yes-sir man. And from what experts say, that's why he was passed over on so many NFL coaching jobs. Well, I like that in a coach and a person because that's the way I am. I tell it like it is and screw you if you don't like it. It seems as though most of, if not all, of his former players love him and respect him, even though he was a hard-nosed coach. He will get us a Super Bowl ring, hopefully in Adrian Peterson's era. About the draft, I think we need to go defense first. Even though we have done it a lot in free agency, we still need a stud linebacker. If Khalil Mack, our or bar is not there, then drop back and get more picks and get the best linebacker, defensive back, or defensive lineman we can. Don't reach for a quarterback like we did with Ponder. And look how that turned out. He was supposed to be so smart. Then he would stare down receivers and throw interceptions. I like Johnny Football. He is a winner, in college anyway, But so wasn't for any other quarterback we draft is going to have to sit behind Castle, learn the offense and the NFL for a while. And I don't think Johnny football is going to sit behind anybody. He's going to be a huge distraction and cause a lot of trouble from media and just just wanted to finish my thought. Johnny football is going to be a huge distraction and cause a lot of trouble from media attention and his party life. We don't need or want that distraction. I like Carr the best, but we surely don't want to pick him up or any other quarterback at number eight. If we don't go linebacker early in the draft and we look at it in round three or later, then there are three very good linebackers coming out of Iowa this year's draft well that's all i have to say thanks a lot joey and sebastian keep up the good work because i'll keep listening
2: thanks again and i thank you very very much for that call dave really really appreciate you really really nice things to say
1: oh yeah it was a great call and i think people should take from that a little bit more and you know, that was his first time calling in, like he said, and I talked to him into it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't take a lot. And, you know, just spilling your opinions. And it doesn't even have to be over the Facebook page. Shout out, 503 likes. Finally got over that hump. Thank finally. you very yep. much. But, uh, no, it, it's not hard. And I've been a call in now for a good three years. Yeah, it's, it's not hard. And it's actually quite enjoyable because, you kind of feel like you're on the show at the same time. Yeah, you're not having that voice to voice interaction, but you're gonna hear yourself and you're gonna play it back. And mm-hmm. I, I remember going back to my high school the next day, and I was telling my friends, "Oh my god, I'm on the read, I'm on the podcast," and they're like, <laughs> "Oh, that's really cool." Yeah. And I like granted, Joey butchered my name the first time, but that was all good. It was perfectly cool.
2: Joey you butchered it.
1: Yeah, no, it was fun, and it's a fun experience to have, and I think everybody should get at least one call in down, and thank you very much, Dave Hickey, for that, and Mark Carlson you mentioned in there. He's had one or two mm-hmm. by now.
2: Yeah, yep. Obviously, a bajillion posts on uh, on Facebook. Yeah. Yes, yes. So, yeah, yeah. really uh, really good thoughts there. Um, uh, what were you saying about Khalil Mack?
1: We were, we were oh, thinking about yeah. it off air here. Yeah, yeah uh, Khalil Mack is definitely a great uh, linebacker, and I'll take him any day of the week. It's I honestly think he will be gone within the top seven because the oh,
4: Falcons
1: Fel- yeah. mm-hmm. need defensive help. Look at them last year. They've got the offense. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, they lost a wide receiver, but they got the offense, they got the quarterback. They need running back help, but it you'd be a death sentence if you got a first-round running back, let's be quite honest.
3: Mm-hmm. This
1: ain't 2007 when you're drafting Adrian Peterson anymore. This is 2014, and oh my God, AP's already been in the league that long. Let's get a Super Bowl, guys. But still, mm-hmm. to get off my little tangent there,
3: mm-hmm.
1: he's going to be gone. Anthony yeah. Barr, I've said it, is a complete bust. Mm. He. Lacks effort. You want to talk about lacking effort in Clowney. He lacks effort. Mm-hmm. He lacks trying. He lacks hearing. He lacks heart. He lacks football knowledge. And I'll tell you that any day of the week until I meet that guy face-to-face because he'd probably tower over me. But if I may say so, yes, Iowa's got a couple good, good guys coming out, but I think that's a little bit biased of an opinion. That's me saying, <laughs> every guy from Minnesota is going to be great. Yeah, Marquise Gray. Remember him? Yes. Quarterback. Do you know where he plays right now? Yes, he's in the NFL. Do you know where he plays? Where's that? Cleveland as a tight Uh, end.
2: As a tight end, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, that's true.
1: Oh, Cleveland. That's like me saying, oh, Marquise Gray. First-round pick, Adam Weber, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Adam Weber. (laughs) Both of them undrafted.
2: Oh, Adam Weber. My goodness. Yeah, it's like... (laughs) How long did he play for us? Like eight years. Holy crap! Oh, and, yeah, and it's nothing personal. We're just having fun here. So, <laughs> you gotta okay. love the show,
1: huh? So you gotta love the show that way.
2: Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, and yeah. We're just we're just having fun here. We're not we're not making fun of anybody. <laughs> we're, well, my I, don't, just, no. No, I don't not that good. No, and I, or, or I mean, like uh, obviously to Dave Vicky about the uh, the Iowa linebackers, and I'm sure they're decent. I mean, oh, they're good linebackers, and I've seen game film. It's just they're yeah. Third round picks, and yeah, I, I'd take them. I'm just yeah, third third round. We that's a good place probably to take a linebacker, if not much much earlier. But I don't know if the right one's going to be there. Unfortunately, it's we're. I'm I'm looking. It's probably going to be a defensive back in the uh, in the eighth there with with the eighth pick. I mean, or obviously a trade down. It's all a we shall see. That's the well, toughest part about doing a draft show because stuff changes. It just does, you know. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's very fluid, as they like to say in the media, over and over and over again. And I know that's boring and broad stroke broad stroke approach that I'm taking there, but it's it's just true. So well, uh, mm-hmm. I think
1: one of the things too you have to look at is if you've never heard of Kyle Van Noy, which I know many of us have and have not. Mm-hmm. I uh, recommend you go online and look up a game film.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I know, Joey, you're not a big fan of Greenway.
3: Not but I'm gonna, much. You
1: know. I'm going to make this comparison, and you can even admit, Greenway comes through when a tackle needs to be made. He's not huge. He's not amazing. And if we've got any baseball fans that are kind of new to football, he's like a Michael Kadiar. <gasps> yes. <laughs> good. Not great. Yeah. Solid not perfect. Mhm. He's they say he lacks speed. I'm sorry, but I watched his game film and this guy flies around the field like he's Johnny Manziel speed or RG3 speed out there on certain plays. Like it's he's lightning, he's flash. I I don't get it. I don't see what the experts are saying he's slow. I'm like, um, am I not looking at the right film as you guys? Or are you watching some practice squad stuff? Or... Because yeah, I, I swear. Mm-hmm. This I'm guy, seeing
2: Slow too in some of these. Yeah, but I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: <laughs> have you seen this game film yet? I have not. Nope. Oh my goodness, this guy.
2: And I should it, have, sorry.
1: <laughs> I know you can have it uh, going right now off your YouTube thing. Well, this volume's off, but oh my god, this the guy is everywhere. He his football knowledge is just beyond of what I would normally con- call a third round pick. And they're saying he's a second third round pick and I'm just like, "Well, what is it then? It's the size. Too size slow and whatever. This is a steal. A steal Vikings get Kyle Van Noy. Please. Linebacker perfect choice.
2: Yeah, and if if he's available, that's the other thing. I mean, he may go a bit higher too. That's the that's the other sad part. <laughs> it's just you know, that's the other part. I mean, some. I mean, from what I'm seeing, some have him going in the first or second round. Again, anything can happen there. But really, though, I mean, I totally agree with what Dave Hickey had to say about uh, Mike Zimmer as well. Where he's just he's not afraid to stand his ground, have an opinion. Um, Rather than just be just kind of just always be the nice guy all the time, like Frazier was, and then bring in, as he said, a bunch of idiots. <laughs> I <laughs> love that. Yeah. And you could tell Dave Hickey's not afraid to say what's on his mind either. And that's good. Um, I'm quite the same way, actually, to be honest. Oh, most,
4: yeah.
2: of, most of the time. Most of the time. Sometimes I'm a little bit, <laughs> sometimes I'm a little diplomatic, but very rarely. Only like in a situation where I absolutely need to be. Um, it is kind of weird, yeah. As Van Noy is an awfully fast player. They call him slow. It is kind of funny, though, where you'd call a fast player, you'd compare a fast player to Chad Greenway, who, I don't know, I don't see Chad Greenway as a fast linebacker, do you?
1: No, but I he see just, uh, I see the positioning in it. I see the yeah. football IQ, I see
2: He does have high pack, IQ, yeah.
1: So Sorry. Mm-hmm. I, I just see the complete package, and you got to remember how far Greenway is into his career. Kyle Van is not going to be fast forever. No, RG three not even going to be fast forever.
2: And Greenway so. did have an ACL before he played a single game in the uh, NFL. He had an ACL and was at the the, the mini camp, I believe, back in oh uh, six of his. You know that was going to be his rookie year, and it wasn't, unfortunately. Yeah, doggone it. <laughs> so, hey. yeah.
1: That's- It gave him time to recover, and no, I agree with what Dave Hickey was saying too, and I honestly believe Mike Zimmer is the guy, and I I love a guy who can come out and say, all right, he's the guy. I'm sorry, you've been here for six years, but you've not proven to me you can do diddly shit. Yeah,
2: certain guys,
1: yeah. I, I think that's perfect too, and i mean, like, I honestly don't think Castle has this job locked up. And I honestly think Ponder's going to be put in
2: his place. I would hope so. Watch him, like, blow up and be really good now with, with Zimmer. Uh, more I power would, to him. More power more to
1: power him. More power to
2: him, yeah. If he blows up and some shocks people, okay, yeah, more power to him. I mean, that's just hey, a that bonus. Like a winning. Totally unexpected bonus, yeah. Shoot, why, why not? I mean, Drew Brees wasn't yeah. doing good in uh, San Diego, and then all of a sudden he did a hell of a lot better when Phillip Rivers came in because there was a fire under his ass. <gasps> did I say that?
1: AI hey, hey, honestly, yeah. one thing to it too is, uh, oh yeah, you pretty much said there's a fire under his ass too. Is <laughs> he's going to be told the complete honest truth and he was babied his whole damn time here. Yeah, that's the problem. Uh, he's got one year left on his contract. What's it for him to lose? He's got Nothing. a smoking hot wife, which I he married like two weeks into dating. Mm hmm. You know? Freaking A. It's like this guy, you might as well play good now. You've not before.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you had four good games at the end of uh, 2012. Mm-hmm. And I'm honestly starting to lean towards your bandwagon. And I supported you when Joe Webb played horrible in the playoffs. Yes, I posted a picture of you on Purple Mafia. I actually went back into the Purple Mafia archives and found it so I could use it on this reference. It said, "This, ladies and gentlemen, is a quarterback." And I showed a picture of you, Christian Potter. And I hope to God you're listening. Please get your head out of grass and prove me right. I know it's a few years down the line or two, but it would be very, very nice to know you're a quarterback in this league. And if you're not, please leave and just, just, just play your way out of a spot in training camp. Because I honestly would hate to see you around another year.
2: Mm-hmm. I wouldn't miss him all too much either. I think it's time time to move on from Christian Ponder. I hope now is the time that it happens. Yes. Yeah. Well, obviously you take the right quarterback, and we won't even have to think about Christian Ponder ever again. That would be the great, great part indeed. So, are we ready to go on to the Facebook page? Yeah, definitely. For the sake of time and all that good stuff, <laughs> uh, I did post about the, uh-oh, Jared Allen has agreed to a four-year deal with the Bears. Felix DePel from Germany, great guys, uh, come on board not too long ago. Saying for him it's business; he does this for a living. Players don't care about rivalries as much as we fans. We shouldn't blame him that much. <laughs> Hope he does well in Chicago, but sucks against us. Yeah, uh, that's very true. Matthew Kyle saying just glad it's not the Packers. Your buddy Raymond Harris, welcome aboard to the welcome aboard the page. By the way, saying agree with Felix. I know Matt Khalil can take him. Brent Jacobson saying, "I thought, I thought it was a done deal with the Seahawks, and yeah, I did too. I was a bit uh, surprised how things just kind of slowly fell through there. But uh, again, it's just uh, that's the NFL for you." Um, Ray saying he would have uh, uh, preferred that, and the conversation kind of jumping back and forth a bit here. Malcolm saying it's going to be weird against him twice, playing against him twice a year. Brett McCarthy was saying now AP will run him into the ground. He He's never been good at stopping the run. Mark Carlson was saying he got a text message at the time from his wife. She gave it to him straight, and I almost got sick. It's now late the next day, and now I am feeling sick, not happy. You, Mr. Sebastian Balls, was saying who cares if he's in the NFC North as long as he's not in Green Bay or Seattle. I don't give a bleep. (laughs) Yeah. He's saying he could bring the heat, so what would you do? Run up the middle. Every team did it to us. Yeah, they did, didn't they? Too true. They did. They did. the so huh? screen.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, Dave Vicky saying, I feel sorry for Castle because unless the O-line improves from last year's piss-poor performance, he's going to be on his back a lot. Allen is awesome, not to mention Peppers in Green Bay with Matthews And then Sue in Detroit, ouch! (laughs) But with Norv Turner, with Norv Turner's system, a quick screen pass to A.P. Jarius Wright, and uh, yeah, or Jarius Wright, and they are off and running for a touchdown. School Vikings, I definitely hope so. And you, Mister Sebastian, believe that the O line will get better, so I do hope so. (laughs) And they should. I think Matt Khalil had a sophomore slump. Hopefully, he'll have a junior jump. Well, I think it rhymed
1: too. Yeah, it did. That was very good. Sorry. I think one of the things too about it is we all complained about this past year's uh, O-line. Like, oh, well, we need to draft a tackle. Well, okay. Mm -hmm. Lord, uh, Fair enough. Okay, Fusco, not great. What's his other name? I could give a crap.
2: I mean, I wouldn't mind taking a... Yeah.
1: I I wouldn't mind. Somewhere in there. Yes. This is the exact same. You okay? Yeah, sorry. Okay, this is the exact same offensive line that not only led AP to 2,000 plus yards, but led us to a playoff loss. Yes, sorry, playoff loss. Had to put that in there, but we at least got to yeah. the playoffs.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Same offensive line. It had to have been something along the sophomore slump lines. That or they just wanted to get Ponder and Leslie Frazier out the door, and if that's the case, congratulations, you won the lottery.
2: (laughs) Pretty much, man, pretty much. Pretty much. Oh, my. So as we keep jumping back and forth, I was talking about how the Vikings were conducting a private workout with, uh uh-oh, your favorite guy, Jimmy Garoppolo. (gasps) Oh, <gasps> Brent saying he intrigues you, and you were saying he is basically the image of Ponder. Open your eyes, people. Yeah, Look catch all this hate. <laughs> no, I don't blame you here.
1: Realism.
2: Uh uh-huh. realism. Yeah, it, it it is. Um, continue to bounce here. Yeah, there isn't as much as last time around, and that's okay. It's obviously the off season, and it's. Just trying to get things going here. It's obviously, there's more to talk about, per se, than just fan interaction at this point in time. It's kind of just a lot of draft, 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 draft. Wow, there's a lot of posts in here. I probably won't get to everything because there's a lot in here. Um, fine. Huh? Yeah. Fine. yeah, I'm not going to get to all of it just because it's so much. Because, uh, yeah, but, I mean, you're already here right now. So is that Okay.
1: Oh yeah, I'm all <laughs> down for that. I was just trying to get some fan interaction
2: going. No, and that's good. Really, really do appreciate that. Indeed, you posted a picture of Jared Allen with a bunch of bears. That's kind of funny. <laughs> um, I don't even know where to go from this. Um, Brent Jacobson was saying, as most of you know, I have no life. So I did another seven round mock. That was pretty funny. He had us taking. Was that us? Yeah, he had us taking Mike Evans number one. So yeah, he he's big on Mike Evans. But he had uh, Kyle Van Noy in round two, though. Very interesting there. Very interesting. Yes. That's a guy, obviously, you like a lot. And we do need help at the linebacker you'll, position. You'll
1: like his number
2: mm-hmm. three.
1: Huh? I said, you'll like his number three.
2: Does he have a number three? No, I'm just kidding. Cornerback Stanley, John Bibsett. Yes. Oh, yep. And, uh, yes, that's uh, the other one. Zach Mettenberger. <gasps> yes. Do you think – I'm not sure he'd slip that far, but if he does – We have uh, two
1: third-rounders.
2: Yeah, yep, 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 we do. But I'm thinking if he do – do you think he'd slip that far? I don't even I, – I, yeah. I don't know at this point. Maybe. I honestly do.
4: Huh?
1: I honestly do. I think the teams that need quarterbacks are going to take their needs. And That's we – well, look at this. Look at it this way. The depth to every other position is – Immaculate. It's it's large. It's huge. Wide receivers. So many uh, corners. So many safeties. So many quarterbacks will be slim pickings for teams after uh, the first round, and they're not going to touch them for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mark my words.
2: No, well, that's the yeah. I mean, we'll we'll see what happens, and I guess it all depends on. If this is one of them, at least just one of them gets as infatuated as I did. But you know, if we can get him in the third round, that'd be a hell of a value. Moving along, he has a fourth round corner uh, cornerback Keith McGill, uh, safety C.J. Barnett in the fifth, inside linebacker D.D. Latemore, and in the seventh round a defensive end Cassius Marsh. So waiting on defensive end all the way to the seventh round. We'll see. I, I think we're okay at defensive end. A lot of people didn't at the time, but again, all in the eyes of the beholder at this point, point. and obviously that all depends on a guy by the name of Everson Griffin. Because I mean, Brian Robinson can play in this league. Believe it or not, he's already 30. I can't even fathom that he's already 30, but he is. Uh, Everson Griffin, he better play better than he, than he did his, his second year, so the pressure's on, buddy. You're starting... Get get going, definitely. Uh, just a bit of fan interaction bouncing around with Sebastian there. And there he is, Mr. Sebastian. Yes. Who did you start a campaign a campaign for?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh I think that might be Brett Farbnum's kid. Zach Mettenberger.
2: Yeah, I'm 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 in all the way in. Brent was saying he that uh he would look sweet and purple. Mark saying, Okay, I'm trusting you on this one. John Wilkins, oh boy, oh boy, I, well I, I I better read it though, huh?
1: That's my friend, too.
2: Okay. Yeah, I better read it because it's it's a differing opinion. Oh, yeah. He he says he'd be a bust. We need someone with swagger and confidence like Manziel. I don't want to waste another three years of Peterson's career on a guy who's going to be a game manager, not a playmaker. I don't know. From what I saw, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know about the game manager part. It looked like he's a pretty hell of a manager if he was basically dictating, literally dictating the pace of the game, you know, dictating plays down the field. I mean, I don't know. That doesn't look like a game manager to me. I would say that's A.J. McCarron. I would say that's Jimmy Garoppolo and Teddy Bridgewater. Those guys are game managers as far as I'm concerned. But we'll keep moving. <laughs> you were saying Manziel is good, but he will be gone by eight. That's obvious. John, uh, Mr. Wilkins not thinking that's true. And then you guys kind of go at it for a little while there. Yes, we'll kind of leave that as is, if that's fine with you.
1: Yeah, go right on.
2: Okay, and then 500 likes. Yep, I do appreciate that, everybody. And, yes, 500 likes. I wish I had enough money to give somebody a prize for that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, we I have do. a sponsor now. Huh? And so now we do have a sponsor.
2: Yeah, yep. But, yeah, yep. So it it begins. The beginning, it, it is beginning now. Six years late, but it's beginning. <laughs> uh, thank God. And, yes, thank you very much, Tallgrass. Indeed. Hope you're listening. Uh, you were saying Vikings debate, who would you rather take, Manziel or Mac? I would definitely go with Khalil Mack, to be honest. Uh, Dave Mackey saying, I would take Manziel, Johnny Manziel, not Manziel, Manziel, uh, if he could keep his attitude in check for one year while he sits behind Castle and learns in the NFL the playbook. Otherwise, Mack, I would go Khalil Mack between uh, Manziel, to be honest with you. That's just yeah, my current my I mean obviously Cleo Mack to me is like a franchise linebacker. Um and we need that really bad. Brent Jacobson was saying from now on until the actual draft day, I'm going to post at least one mock draft I did on FanSpeak. Wow. oh, That's incredible.
1: He's on that. I I promise, he's on that.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of these, aren't there?
1: Oh my mm-hmm. well I, I I credit him. I, I can't yeah. do it. If you got the willpower to do it, go right ahead.
2: Mm-hmm. You just got to have Mettenberger in every single one of them or I'm going to get mad. No. <laughs> uh, I had to say that.
1: Oh, oh that's a good one. Mm. Watch us take Mettenberger. You're going to be out in the streets of Minneapolis or Golden Valley just partying it up Mardi Gras.
2: Mhm. Just pretty much. Yep, and I this is one thing. Yeah, I think yeah, you've gotten to this earlier in the show. You actually quoted a lot of what you said there. Lots more going on. And then there was a time lapse of the Metrodome destruction. Very cool that you posted that on there. And uh, the Metrodome is gone, folks. It's gone. Since the last show, it is completely gone now. uh, I would like to give a quick moment of silence to the Metrodome. And I know I've done a few of these in the past, but lots of memories in that building. Vikings fans, Twins fans. Heck, even the Timberwolves played a season there. Final Fours, all that good stuff. It's over.
1: It's over. I actually went past the the Metrodome today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What are we going to call that new one? Let's call it the Viking ship. I went past the Viking ship today.
2: It looks like a ship, yeah. Or it's going to, but yeah.
1: That looks sick. I'm not even joking. I was actually bragging to Seattle people about it. I'm like, you guys think your stadium's good. Hold on a couple years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but... Go mm-hmm. uh, I was saying, uh, they actually got some of the posts being set up now, and it, they got it all dug in, and it looks like this thing is about to go up by 2015. They are going to have this thing done early. They have made progress like crazy. I know you love watching that camera. I don't know if yeah, they're I still do. on it for you, but holy crap.
2: Yeah, the, yeah, they do the camera. It's a live camera on vikings.com. You just click on new stadium cam or whatever, uh, new stadium webcam. Um, and I did drive by it during that horrible, uh, right after the first period with the stupid bleeping gopher hockey team in the championship game. After the three-goal tsunami, I got so sick and pissed off, I drove and I drove by the stadium to see it in person. And, yeah, it's becoming more of a structure now. Before, For the longest time, it was just kind of the pillars coming up, pillars coming up, pillars coming up. Now it is taking more of a building structure in certain areas, and it's uh, yeah, this thing is uh, this thing is moving quickly, very quickly, and it's gonna be fun to watch. But it's gonna be damn big though, much larger than the Metrodome. So it's gonna take time, but boy, they are making good of their time. Uh, you also made a very funny post here because of what the New York Jets are up to. Oh yeah, my God. they signed Michael Vick and Chris Johnson. Really good signings. If you're playing Madden Eleven. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> if you're playing Madden 2011, yeah, that's a that's a good one. That is a very, very good one. Uh, Brent Jacobson, uh-oh, here it comes, the controversies. Now, I was talking about who I chose to be the quarterback, and I didn't tell anybody, but I was just saying, we're going to record tonight, finally. And again, I do apologize for the delay. It's just, and obviously, there was no super rush, because the draft still, like, you know, the draft was, like, two months away since the last show. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Felix DePelle saying, now that's a pleasant surprise about the new show coming out. Brent asking the question, are you ready? Yep. When can I do a show with you guys? <gasps> Uh-oh.
1: I actually like talked the, to him about it.
2: Yeah, the the pressure's on. <laughs> He's like, get out, let
1: me on, damn it. Right? Well, well, I said, too, is uh, we're probably going to want to do it towards the beginning of the season, have a little roundtable segment where, you know, you, him, and I have this, more of a three-way type of discussion, too, and I felt like he might have been on board
2: with that. -hmm. Yeah, they'll at least be that. Yeah, and um, obviously there'll be some type of draft review at some point. Again, that's usually in May at some point, probably like mid to late May there'll be a draft review. That show always does really well, really well. Like, some of these off-season shows, the numbers are down a bit because it's, well, it's just not football season, even though there's football withdrawal. And our last show did do significantly better than... uh, Some of them have in the past, like around March, sometimes I've had some pretty quiet marches, so maybe it's the excitement with the team, maybe it's just we are just getting better, I don't know what it is. Hopefully it's excitement, hopefully it's both.
1: I honestly think we're going to actually get a big audience for this one, just because from what I've seen around Purple Mafia or Minnesota Vikings Nation, we are Vikings hungry right now, and we know that we're essentially a couple missing pieces away. These are big missing pieces, don't get me wrong, middle linebacker, safety sure. quarterback. Yep. But we've got running back down, and we've got wide receiver down. Two things, a couple of years ago, we were very iffy on with Peterson's injury, and for God's sakes, we had just gotten rid of Bernard Berrien finally.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, – mm-hmm.
1: You know, it, it's something that, it's progress, and it's another step forward, and another step forward, and we're going to a new stadium, that only helps. Speaking of, you know, the uh, brand new stadium being put up, TCF Bank just tore out their field and put in the new one.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's right, that's right, yep, that's the other thing they're doing, yeah, they tore out the field, literally like the grass, and uh, yeah, to uh, make adjustments for the National Football League, so... TCF Bank Stadium is the home stadium for the Minnesota Vikings. For now, yes, it is for two years, and it's going to be interesting to have some outdoor football. It'll be great in September and October. It just gets a little bit a uh, little bit hairy when it gets to be November and beyond. But uh, well, who knows? Let's get a little let's get a little uh, home field advantage, old fashioned style.
1: Well, well, one thing I yes. think. Too. Well, I saw a post that saying that the Vikings aren't going to have either Monday or Thursday night games because it's on campus. And personally, perfect. I love my noon games. You want to put a noon game on? Perfectly fine with me. And I know there's a lot of us that love that, too, because then it makes it easier for recording at nighttime, <laughs> and it makes it easier for posting and doing the call-ins. Personally, I love noon games. Yeah,
2: they're easier. Yeah
1: and if we had just lost which happened quite often last year it gave me time to relax and calm down and <laughs> mm-hmm. a very soft angry phone call where I wasn't dropping 10 F-bombs on Joey
2: yeah look at you no I'm kidding
1: I, I don't think that might have been able to get out of air there so that would have been a, a little more interesting mm-hmm. but uh like Joey why didn't you put on my thing yeah. oh you know <laughs> so, no, but, I
2: put it on with about 100 bleeps no
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no but uh no they didn't say anything to no sunday night games and i i love sunday night football mm-hmm. i like prison night football's cast but sunday mean-
2: mm-hmm. what sunday seems to be the strongest matchup of the week lately it's not mondays anymore
1: no and, and I thursdays think Monday- are
2: weird and random but they can be good
1: yeah definitely and i think one of the big things too is the publicity of being outside now for the Vikings and the Black and Blue Division is going to finally start to come back. And yeah, yep. I I love the day games. I, I'm I'm. Not, you too. Yeah. Just please, please, no more three thirty games. There is no reason <sighs> a football game in Minnesota needs to be played at three thirty. I'm sorry, but there's no reason.
2: Yeah, I don't like those. I mean, and those are generally for teams that were, like, further along. That's the quote-unquote prime time uh, usually. That's what happened in 2010. We were filled with those because it's like, oh, Brett Favre's on the team and he got far last year, so got to be on 3.30 all the time. Yeah, I, I don't like those very much. Can't lie to you there. I like to just kind of get on with the game, damn it. <laughs> all right. So, so as we near the end here, we're getting very close to the end, and yeah, it's another long and, but what do you expect on a draft show? It's just going to happen right that way. So, um, at Purple Mafia Show, as you probably heard in the jingle, the jingles, Anthony. So here's another Carlson. It's, uh, at Antonio Fett saying he was telling Joe Webb, goodbye. I can no longer follow you. I only follow Vikings. Good luck. And he was, he was tweeting that to me. So he wanted me to know he's <laughs> unfollowed Joe Webb sports porch. Uh, they're just saying thanks for the follow. Um, this one was a twins-related one, but also, <laughs> Joe Maracua was saying, "Fire Rick Anderson now," and Dave Martin out of Northern Scotland, wrapping things up here. And always one of the absolute great posters here, and uh, the the king of Twitter for the last several months or year actually about uh, saying it's a uh, saying almost draft time. Football season is coming at long last. I'm almost brain dead over here. <laughs> Gotta like that guy. Yep. Gotta love you, Dave. Very cool. So speaking of Dave, it's time to hand out the gold star. Yes, the gold star is going to Mr. Dave Hickey. The Dave Hickey is getting the gold star. Silver Star is gonna to go to Dave Martin. And Bronze Star will go to Brent Jacobson for all those posts. I actually ought to give uh Bronze Star. I'm going to tie him with Dave Martin for the silver star just because there'll be no bronze star. They'll both get silver stars because Brent did so much, so much uh, mock drafts. And uh, for having Zach Mettenberger in there, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's definitely got him a silver star. But Dave Hickey, definitely another gold star. He has become a Purple Mafia Hall of Famer with all the gold stars he's received. And I'm going to wrap up the show with this statement really quick. Uh, you know, I really, uh, you know, you made some nice co- uh, points in that call, and uh, I'm I'm glad that you noticed that I, I I do take time to to reach just about everybody. Sometimes, if there's a big conversation, for the sake of the listenership, I mean, I don't want to just read a conversation between two people back and forth. That's kind of crazy <laughs> if if I did that. But um, yeah, I like to get to everybody as much as I can. I do, and. With the many great posts that Dave made last year, and they were so in-depth and long, this is not, I mean, I'm always scared to give out this type of thing, because I don't want anybody to feel slighted or anything. But if there's a, the Gold Star winner for 2013 goes to Dave Hickey. He's the Gold Star winner. He is. Uh, he just had an unbelievable year last year, and this is nothing against anybody. And I hope no one is annoyed or whatever by it. But I would like to give it to Dave Picky this year, so it stays in Iowa, if you can believe it. <laughs> Am I crazy?
1: No. Can I give a? Can I personally give out a bronze star since you didn't give out one? Yeah, yeah. I feel like Felix has been contributing to the show a little oh, bit more yeah. each week. Yeah. And I feel like he's been a good contributor to some good conversations.
2: Hmm. Yes, he has. I uh, yeah, yep, yeah, and really appreciate it. And the nice things he says too, just absolutely spectacular. Really appreciate it. And again, yep, yeah, he uh, Dylan did in, uh, increase the amount of shows you can get on iTunes. I did notice that of late. So hopefully that helps. I, I I don't know if we could ever get all of them on there, but and I don't know why anybody'd want to hear all of my shows, but <laughs> <laughs> just hey. the
1: thought of that. That's a huge compliment. It it is. I mean. Mm. I said, go back and listen to the old ones. And can I add yeah. in a little quick yeah. uh, shout out here? Yeah.
4: What
1: what what was that thing you used to call like Phenomena of the Week? Somebody who didn't show up or what it, whatever it was. You know, like in a oh. game, like to John Carlson like seven times. Uh, urban legend. Urban legend. Here's yeah, my urban I, legend. I missed that.
2: Yeah, I got to keep. Yeah, but but then again, it's because the season's over.
1: But yeah, go ahead. You gave out the gold stars and silver stars. I'll give you yeah. out the urban legend. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Joey being sick on Purple Mafia. There's the urban legend. Oh, <laughs> but no, my little shout out is Tyler Huntington, uh, Caitlin Travisky. She just liked the page. She is one of the. F- she is four ninety nine. We went from four ninety eight. She is four ninety nine. She's my sister. And then, yeah, those two are two of the people who liked the. Or Caitlin's one of the people who liked the page. So definitely, oh, shout out. She was 499 one person from 500 at that oh, point and then man. 500 came uh that evening.
2: Man, yeah, no, that's really cool 498 and 499.
1: Very very very
2: cool. Got to like that. Ha. <laughs> yes sir. Really do appreciate all of you that have clicked like and it's nice to finally be over 500. I don't know why it got close and just sat there forever, but I guess that's just how it goes and once it gets past it now we can continue our journey towards four digits. Ooh, could it be? Who
1: that, that, that would be uh, doubling our numbers.
2: That would be that would, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a little journey till we get there. But who knows? Maybe with a good enough season, it'll happen sooner rather than later. But I think we've gone long enough. Do you think so?
1: Yeah, I think next time we need to get like a player on the show or something. Then we can double our numbers.
2: Look at just Yeah, yeah, definitely. So with that, we will wrap this show up. I really appreciate all of you for listening. Do tell a friend if you could. And if you'd also like to contribute to the show a bit, give us a nice review on iTunes. would appreciate it also very much. And we will be more than happy to give you a nice, positive, happy shout out and a thank you on the show. Thanks again for listening. Hoping we take the right player. Don't think we'll be doing another show before the draft. I think it's time to... Put purple mafia back in the hopper for a bit and that's probably why this one was so long though, because it was in the hopper a little too long. But the, hopper. Just, the the hopper, yep. But that's just where it's gonna be for a little while. Not too long though. Until then though, everybody stay warm and eventually stay cool, because it's probably gonna get hot before you know it too. <laughs> Thank God. And we'll be yep, we will be back to talk about the future superstar quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings, or so I hope and a lot of nice defensive players as well. Take care, everybody.